The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Today on Watching Your Wealth, succession tips for a family business. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Mark Stefanski is the chief executive of Third Federal. Welcome, Mark. Hey, hi. How are you? Great. Well, you are the successor to your family business, and you have five children of your own. And so you know succession planning within a family business can be tricky. So first, tell us, how do you choose a successor when you have more than one child? Well, you first have to make sure that uh, your children are interested in the business. Because if they're not and they're being forced into the business, that could be a little messy. Yeah, no good. And uh, then you are you got to be able to assess the different strengths of the children in terms of uh, their education levels and their uh, emotional and uh, uh, mental intelligence and, and stability because uh, it's a big responsibility handing off the reins to the next generation. So you want to make sure that you have someone who's not only well qualified from an education or experience standpoint, but someone who's uh, you know emotionally uh, ready for that kind of position because it, it involves a whole heck of a lot more than, than most people think. That's pretty tricky. I mean, these are all good points, but I would imagine, say you have more than one child and say two of them are equally qualified, how do you how do you keep that objective? I mean, is it even possible to keep that objective and make that assessment without making them feel like you're playing favorites? Well, you know, I went through this with my dad and, and saw how he tried to uh, manage the situation pretty much on his own, and uh, it, it was very, very difficult because it ran into not only business issues but then family issues uh, at Thanksgiving or Christmas. Uh, you know, there was a lot of strain in the family, but I think the the best approach is to have a mentor uh, assigned to one or maybe more than one of of the children who are being considered, and have that person work with that person, and and having. Uh, uh, the child reporting to someone else other than uh, the the person who's the father or the mother uh, is is a critical thing too because you don't want to have to manage that child and the child's behavior uh, if they're being groomed for a successor or they're in competition for a succession. Should you make that pretty clear that they're in competition for succession or that they're being considered? Well, it it really depends on the company and the business. It depends on the. Uh, the size of the business, I think, and it also depends on uh, how many individuals that you're considering and and the prospect for them to be successful as the next person to to run the company. And I, I think that it's it's not quite that simple. If you have a small hardware store, you can pick right. and choose and say, okay, son or daughter, you're going to run the business. Uh, if you have a much larger organization, it, it's much harder to do, and you really need a lot of help from the outside to help guide that process. I would imagine because it, it would seem really tricky. You know, you want your your children competing, want them being excited about uh, competing for the job, rather. But in terms of a family dynamic and keeping the family together, you really don't want the kids competing with each other, do you? Well, it can happen in a healthy way, and especially if you have a bigger business, there are ways to to uh, assign 
uh, family members uh, different parts and different aspects of the business that they could run uh, themselves almost uh, autonomously uh, or away from uh, the main core business or uh, work in an area uh, that doesn't conflict with, with one another. So That's all that uh, it can work in a bigger organization. Again, if you have a smaller organization, it's a lot harder to do, and you almost have to handpick that person and hope that that works out. Um, but you don't want the family conflict. That is, uh, it's poisonous, and it it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a, a sad state of affairs when you try to meet up at Christmas time or Thanksgiving or something like that, and uh, it's just... Uh, it's just a sad situation. Oh, I'm sure. Right. And it just, you know, hurts relationships and all, probably ultimately hurts the business if, if the family's at war. Um, what, in terms of the amount of time this takes to do in terms of planning this out and mentoring the next generation, how much time might we be looking at for a project like this? Well, I, I don't think that there's any specific time. Again, it depends on the individuals and depends on the business. But uh, the sooner you would start on something like that, the, the best, better, and I think it healthier it would be for everyone, because you can set up a structure, a, a program for uh, that individual. And again, working through a mentorship program within the organization really is important, and that they're reporting to someone else. And you can watch the progress along the way and make a decision, uh, sometimes early, sometimes you have to wait until... Uh, so there's more maturity or more experience in the business. But getting experience outside the business is a very healthy thing, too, because then they can see how other companies run. And when they come back into the family business, you can bring something from the outside along with have a better appreciation for what it's like to work in a, in right. a family business environment. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, in, appreciation's a good word. They might realize how lucky they have it, potentially working for mom and dad and the organization that they run. Thinking about, you know, if you're the older generation and you're thinking about retirement, but you don't want to step away yet, how can you stay involved but let the the younger generation, the children, start to make their mark on the business? Well, again, I think it's important that they're reporting to someone other than uh, the CEO, uh, the father, mother, CEO in the business. If that occurs, then there's plenty of room for those those people to uh, to nurture. Uh, the the child along and find a place uh, for them that will complement their skills as well as uh, complement uh, the business and allow that mark to be made. The, again, the direct conflict between father-son or, or mother-son or daughter, um, it's just not healthy. You have to be able to set up those firewalls between the generations so that they don't... Uh, directly conflict on a day-in-a-day-out basis. Indeed, that makes a lot of sense. Any quick tips for overcoming generational differences? For example, the younger generation may want to do things one way, but the older generation say not so much. How do we bridge that gap? Well, I think that the best way to do that is remember that you are a family, and the family relationship is more important than any business relationship. And if you go into the uh, uh, this thing with with that kind of philosophy in mind and that kind of thought process, I think it can be a win-win for, for all generations. And, and the older generation has to realize that they're not going to live forever. Right. And uh, they, But they have a responsibility, and sometimes if it's a public company, a fiduciary responsibility, to make sure that the company is in good hands once uh, they, that CEO steps aside. And uh, it could be the, the uh, child ascending to that position, but it might uh, might not be, and it might 
in some cases, and that happened at Ford Motor and and, and uh, Smuckers, for example, where they they have other other non-family members step in, and then until a family member is ready to ascend to that uh, top position. Right. It all depends on the business. But thank you so much for joining us, Mark. We need to take a quick break. But when we come back, we'd love for you to take our fun financial quiz. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Make sure to check out the Future of Everything podcast because the future is closer than you think. All new episodes each Friday in June. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. We're back with Mark Stefanski, CEO of Third Federal, who's going to take our fun financial quiz. Mark, you ready? I hope so. <laughs> All right, Mark, what's the best financial advice you ever heard? Uh, let me see. That would be from my father that says, don't spend more than you make. Love that. Worst financial advice you ever heard? That would be, uh, uh, well, maybe from a good friend of mine that says uh, you need to leverage leverage your balance sheet, whether it be personal or your business. Yeah, not, not always such a great idea. Fill in the blank. Money can buy? Money can buy things, but not necessarily buy happiness. Okay, because I was going to ask you next. Money can't buy, and it's, it's happiness, your, happiness. Your, your pick for that one. Yeah. And if or you, love. Or love, true. If you want a million dollars after tax, what would you do with it? I would... Uh, after tax. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's different. Uh, I would probably uh, give half of it away and uh, to charity, and the other half I would put in a, a trust for grandchildren. Nice. Thanks so much for joining us, Mark. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of the Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out the Future of Everything podcast because the future is closer than you think. All new episodes each Friday in June. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously.